Kia ora welcome to another episode of Ngahere Talks. Um, it's really choice today to have someone that I would call a, an awesome friend actually, not just a, a wahine that's out there doing amazing things, someone that we've done business together um, and learned a little bit about life together as well. So a big welcome to you today, Aroha, welcome to the show. Kia ora e hoa. Kia ora e kare. thanks for having me. No worries, how was your drive up today? Oh, it's all good, I hate driving by myself. Yeah. It was all good. It Rain is lonely, eh? Well, welcome to Tamaki Makoto. It's always good to, oh, always good to have you in, in the rohe. So um, I guess before we get into it, for those of you that may not have, have heard of you or seen you or met you before, why don't you just give a little intro um, about yourself and your pakihi, what you get up to. Yeah, so ko aroha tamahana tōku ingoa, heuri au no ngā tirau kawa me ngā tirangi nui. And I own My More Creative, so I create um, unique products, resources and content that promote Te Reo Māori. So that's me and my pakihi in a nutshell. Yeah, beautiful. And then what about you, your little whānau? Uh, yeah, so I have two tamariki and a very handsome tāne. Um, my tamariki are, oh, one's almost four and the other one's just turned two. Wow, beautiful. Eh? And you guys really do run your business together, don't you? Yeah, yeah I wrote my husband in. For a lot of things. I mean, he's a full-time teacher, but, yeah, he definitely has a lot to do with my pakihi, and yeah. I kind of go to him for a lot of stuff and advice and kind of rope him in with other... I even get him in some of my reels sometimes, <laughs> even though he's not that keen all the time. Yeah. But he's keen on being a clown, eh? Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Who would you say looks more like a baboon, him or you? <laughs> definitely him. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> oh, cracker. All right, before we get into it, like how... um. This is something I saw in another podcast and I thought it was really cool. But, like, mental health check, how are you actually doing as a business owner through all of COVID and everything that's going on? How are you? Oh, wow, that's a that's probably the first, like, I guess, like, vulnerable part that I've had, which is cool because it definitely, it's a kaupapa that we need to talk about mm. as business owners or just humans in general. Yeah. Um, me, personally, I've, I'm doing really well and... Yeah, I, I definitely am aware of there's a lot of change or disruption going on at the moment in this world. But, mm. yeah, I've just got such a strong, um, like, support crew and my whānau. So even though, yeah, times probably could be easier, I've always felt really supported and that definitely helps with the mental health side of things because I've always got people to go to. Or if I'm having a bad day, I can lean on them. Um, yeah, my tāne especially being one of them mm. so yeah I'm, I'm doing really well being like being honest and I'm pretty excited actually for this year like I'm optimistic so yeah, <laughs> I think I mean that's just one of my traits I'm I'm a really positive person so even though you know things are tough um, just in general not just in business life but you know cost of living everything's just tough mm. um I still manage to stay pretty optimistic, maybe like naively optimistic <laughs> sometimes. But um It's important though, eh? Yeah, yeah. So I think overall like I'm in I'm in a really good space despite everything going on. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. How are you? It's really awesome to hear. Yeah, I that was a thing I was like, I knew this to come back on me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just ask me that yeah. question. But uh, I mean to be honest, I have been better. I have I've been in a challenging season, I think, after Oh, coming up six years now of being self-employed and being in business and, and building what we've been building and then going through COVID and everything else, I've, I've hit like burnout stage. So, mm. yeah, it's a tough season for me at the moment, but I feel similar to what you're saying. I have really good supports around me, despite the challenges um, and good tools, I think, throughout my throughout my journey with mental health and stuff like that. I've learned a lot about mm. myself and, and how to manage manage my way through things and stuff like that so definitely a season where I'm taking things a lot easier mm. um, a lot of people would have seen we made some changes within our business structure and part of that as well was to as much as it was the right time to do it it was also a good time for me to make some changes in my life so I could make some space for myself and my own personal needs and yeah. things like that so yeah it's a it's a challenging season but I'm optimistic as well and I just feel like I just ride it out make some shifts um, and I'm really excited as well for where we're about to go this year. Um, mm. 
things that are going on with our team here, like getting new people and some amazing new staff members in and some cool plans and some cool projects lined up for this year. I'm really actually glad I've, I've got some space right now to take a break so yeah. we can crack into, well, at least I can crack back into it soon. So, yeah, it's good to check in, eh? Definitely, and regularly as well. Yeah, mm. for sure. All right, that was a beautiful start. <laughs> Clear the air right at the start. It's almost, hey, one question though, do you into Crocs or what? <laughs> you like Actually, I don't even own a pair of Crocs, but when I have worn other people's, I'm like, you know what, I could, I could easily do that. Yeah, Puki and Fia, they're here um, in the background. <gasps> they rock the Crocs hard. <laughs> they almost incepted me, but then someone told me you get sweaty feet, so... Oh, actually, yeah. I, can't I was at Sterling's you, trying them on. Are you allowed to wear socks with Crocs? Is that, yeah. a, is that a frowned upon? Or? Socks and Crocs is the height. I, I feel like I would judge croc. people that did that. Though. The height of Crocs. But then I would also judge people that have sweaty feet. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with sweaty feet? No, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm a barefoot girl, actually. Yeah. I, whenever I can, I'll always try and go barefoot. Yeah, me too, actually. I hate wearing shoes. When we had, um, we had just... Uh, Amanda's favourite person, Jacinda Ardern, come in a couple of years ago. And uh, when I interviewed her, I wore jandals with my jeans. <laughs> of course you did. And there was someone that I knew, someone that was a little bit hoity. Um, they saw my story and they were like, <laughs> I can't believe you wore jandals with the Prime Minister. And I was like, bro, she came over dressed. This is my house. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would do that. Yeah, I believe oh, that. Yeah. Actually, we were both went barefoot up on stage when we were doing that Cardi Māori yeah. competition thing. Eh? Kind of like the Vodafone CEO and everything. Eh? Do, you, do you sometimes do it maybe to just make a statement? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm in barefoot. I, and I have, actually, a couple of times when I think, oh, no, we were talking about it in the car earlier about, um, like, groups of people or environments that can, you can feel uncomfortable in. It might just be that you're just different. Mm. You feel like you don't quite fit in. Um and sometimes you can use something like that, like just going back to your roots, like yeah. bare feet, to make, I don't know, Kinda establish like your mana in that uncomfortable mm. situation. I get that, yeah. Yeah, and just feel like, no, this is who I am. Yeah. Except that. Pretend you're on the marae even though you're in the office. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we thought today would be choice to chat about, like, what it's like to own and operate and grow and build a values-based business. So I thought I'd throw it back at you first. Like, what, like, what is a values-based business to you, or values-based co-papa? Yeah, I mean, for me, <laughs> I only own this one pucky, and that's all. I mean, that's the only experience I have, and it's always been a values-based business. So I don't mm. actually know anything, anything else, <laughs> and I don't know if I ever could do it differently. Um, just being my personality like I'm just naturally I already have strong values just as a person mm. and that just kind of flowed into my pakihi without even me really having to try um so yeah in that respect like it's everything um but yeah I feel like the values of your business is your I, I guess it's like the soul and it's what creates your brand personality. And it's what tells other people, like, who you are as a pakihi, what you believe in, what drives you, you know, what makes you tick. And if you don't have strong values that you always come back to when it comes to decision-making or whatever, then what what are you going back to? You know, like, I don't, I don't know how else to do it. Like, yeah. yeah. So for me, it's just... I live and breathe it, doesn't mean that I, I do it well. It yeah, just yeah. means I strive to always bring it back to my values. Yeah. yeah. So what are the values that drive or guide your business? Your yeah, well, when we kind of brought this topic up last week, um, just thinking about a podcast, Kaupapa, I was like, actually, yeah, I mean, I've always known that that's how I run, but I've never necessarily written it all down. Like, it's just, a lot mm -hmm. of it's just in my head. Okay. Yeah, and it's actually I'll, even just yesterday I was kind of thinking about I'm like, man, I really need to write some of this stuff down because I know it, mm. but it's just so good to have on paper and being like, this is my business. This is what drives everything. So for me, currently, um, I've discovered, well, not discovered, but I've articulated 
that it's all about empowering people, mm. uh, especially on their learning journey, so learning te reo Māori. And, and that kind of separates into two groups of people, so empowering tangata whenua, so Māori going on their reclamation journey, and also tangata tirisi, so Pākehā or Tauiwi that are learning te reo Māori. So at, at the heart of it, that's the main kaupapa. That's what it always comes back to is does it empower those people? So mm. whatever product I come up with, whatever content I might think of, I ask myself, even without thinking, I'm like, does it achieve that? Does yeah, it yeah. provide that value? And if it doesn't, I'm like, well, what's the point? Yeah, like, yeah. Why would I branch out into something that doesn't even come back to why I started this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm just like, as you're talking, I'm trying to think, well, what would be the opposite in the same kind of field of what you mm. do, but the opposite type of business that wasn't values-based? Like, uh, yeah. You, like a souvenir shop? Well, yeah, so I guess you can kind of break it down into, yeah, there's you, you can still provide value. So, like, you can still sell Te Reo Māori products, you know, like a, a souvenir shop can have hundreds of products that, have Māori culture and Māori language on it. Mm. But apart from that, like what what else are you providing to whoever buys it? Like what else are you providing that person? Or is there an ongoing relationship? Is there a loyalty? Are you building, you know, trust and loyalty with that customer? Or is it just like a one-off purchase and they don't really think much of it? Yeah, yeah. Because those, it, it totally exists, you know. There are products where people are just like, yeah, I'll buy that, like that. And that's kind of the end of the story. But yeah. I don't want that relationship yeah, yeah I want people to buy my product or see my content and something to shift yeah. or that or for them to be challenged or for them to question things or learn something yeah um so yeah I guess it's it's just going deeper than the surface level of just having a product that can be awesome can still be you know serve a purpose yeah but does it have a fucker papa does it have yeah, I guess building a relationship with the customer and with your brand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm just kind of talking out of the hole of my mouth, but <laughs> it's kind of that's <laughs> kind of how I see it. Yeah, if you don't have that values, the strong values, then it's it's pretty hollow. Yeah. Did you know right from the start that's what you wanted to build, what you wanted to create with your with your business, uh, or did I you just need to make some money? <laughs> it was never about money because if you want to make money, don't get into the greeting card business. <laughs> um, it it started out, I guess it was like a a mini version of what I have now. It was always, even though I might not have articulated it at the start, it was always about providing Te Reo Māori resources. Um, but since then, like it's grown a lot to be more than that in, in a real beautiful organic way. Um, to be more than just providing resources. It's actually like what it's turned out to be is actually building a community, like especially on my Instagram page, where people can come and, and feel safe and connect with other people on the same journey. Mm. And I never, never would have imagined that. Like that was just like a, it just happened. Yeah. And it was, it kind of strengthened what I'd started with but it wasn't the vision from the get-go because yeah. I was just like I just, I'll make cards with Te Māori <laughs> and that's it like uh, uh, yeah I mean I definitely knew I wanted to grow and make it something more yeah but I couldn't picture it at, at that time yeah yeah so it's been very have organic. you ever um have you ever compromised on your values in this business journey nah nah no, I don't know. I can't. I think that's also part of your personality, though. Way like you're pretty too too. Yeah, and I'm just who you are and what you want. Yeah, and yeah. I I just I couldn't like I just feel like it's cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's just what the standards I've set for myself personally, and for my pakehi. And um, yeah. I mean, it's not to say that you can't kind of evolve and and kind of you know add to your values or, or kind of shift them, but. And in its essence, it's always come back to the, you know, empowering people yeah. and promoting Te Reo Māori. Um, I'll check this out there if you don't want to talk about it, sweet as, but I know that on your journey you've come up against people that have challenged um, the way you do things, the things that you do, the, thing, the services that you offer, um, things like that, probably even just your real, your use of real, 
all of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, what talk to us a little bit about that and how that, I guess, how, I don't know, maybe how it's affected you or how you've dealt with it and how you can use your values to get through it. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I don't get too, like, hardly any negativity coming my way. Mm. Um, but when I do, obviously, it's never nice. I'm pretty... Like, even though I'm staunch on my values, I'm still quite a sensitive person. Like, I, I take things to heart. And I'm just, I'm a really empathetic person. So, mm. naturally, I just will take other people's feelings on board. Even if it's negative, I'm like, well, actually, I don't want that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. in this area. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I've just had to learn that by signing up to this kind of kaupapa. So, any kind of kaupapa where you're... You're kind of fighting for something, really. You're pushing something mm. that isn't necessarily the norm. So whenever you're in that kind of space, you have to accept that you, you're going to deal with confrontation or people questioning it or people not being okay with it. And you just have to learn how to deal with it. And if mm. you're not ready to, then you're kind of chosen the wrong pathway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I learned that so pretty quickly. So harden up. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, which is, I needed it anyways. Yeah. And thankfully, my husband, he's like staunch as, and he just, he doesn't care what other people think. And sometimes I envy it so much. Because yeah. if someone criticises him or something, he's like, oh, and what, that's just their opinion. I'm like, yeah. But yeah. Uh, why aren't you crying yourself to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's really good actually having an, a husband like that around that can just pull me back to reality sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, babe, it's, it's fine. It's t- you don't even know that person. Yeah. Like, don't get so hung up on it. Yeah. And then kind of bring me back to earth and be like, actually, yeah, it was just one stupid comment. Let it go. Carry on. Th- look at all this, like, how much positivity you are getting and how much good feedback you're getting. Focus on that. Mm. So, yeah, definitely good having someone with that kind of personality. Yeah. And there, eh? Yeah. Have you, like, ever lost it, though, at anyone? Like, or has it got you to the point where it's... Uh, yeah, there's been maybe a handful of <laughs> trying to dig the situations <laughs> where yeah, I've I've re- it's really gotten to me. But I think it's because I was already in quite a like sensitive space mm. personally. Like there might have been something going on. I might have been really down or, or sick. Or I think yeah, one time I had two sick tamariki, so I was just kind of at capacity anyways, yeah, like yeah. mentally, and then just had this yeah, really insensitive. Um, message and it just got to me and it, I might not have if it was any other week yeah I might have dealt with it better um but yeah it it was yeah I think it comes down to timing as well sometimes mm. um but yeah I got through that I was fine like it was just harder than other situations yeah um but yeah like I said I had my husband I'd pretty much go to him <laughs> and he was like he he always backs me. Eh? Like it was like, who's this person? I'm gonna like he would have totally just done anything. To, yeah, you know, after meeting your me. hubby, I don't know if you remember. I was like, has he got any brothers? <laughs> <laughs> but he's yeah, he is staunch. Yeah. Like oh, he's like a he's a teddy bear, the inside. But mm. like you don't want to mess with him. Yeah, and I've got him like supporting me. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like some people if people knew that they'd probably. St- not say something that yeah. they do. It's funny, eh? I, I, I think as, as wahine and even as wahine Māori, I think you do see the difference in the way people treat you when you stand alone versus when you stand with someone behind yeah. you or beside yeah. you. It's pretty... But that's something that also annoys me. It's like, well, I shouldn't have to rely on... Like, I should be able to just deal with it. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I can. Like, a, a lot of the time I can just be like, oh, yeah, like... I just ignore it or whatever. Yeah, colloquially, eh? Colloquial. <laughs> yeah, that was the word I was looking for, actually. <laughs> it was at the tip of my tongue. and um, But then sometimes you're just not in the mood or you're just not in the right headspace and you need someone to be like... You got to just yeah. yeah. Want me to smash him? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I need that. Yeah. Straight up, though. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I, I do, I, I give it up to you because... Trying to build anything in the te ao Māori space at all. There's a lot of tino mohios out there. Like There's a lot of people that are know-it-alls. There's a lot of people that are really bullshy and confrontational um, mm. and don't have a lot of grace. Um, people that are really protective. Yeah. And I guess just our people coming out of the traumatic 
seasons that we've yeah. been in as people and reclaiming our tikanga and our reo and all of that stuff. So it's a it's a there's a lot of tensions in there. Anyway. Yeah, it it can be so a pretty fragile yeah. space to be in, and that's just being really aware as well. Like I think what I've noticed is if I have even like if a non Maori attacks me for whatever reason for just sharing te reo Maori, which happens. Mm. Um, that doesn't phase me at all. I'm like, yeah. if anything, it just makes me want to go harder. Yeah. Um. But if there's a, if it's another Maori that challenges me, then I'm like, oh, like that's a whole other, you know, kaupapa to deal with. And yeah. I, and it's not saying that every time, you know, Maori bring up something that they're necessarily right or have the right to say what they have. But sometimes I need it. Like I need that check. Like, hey, like. Should you be doing that at all? <laughs> Did you is ask that okay? your yeah, about that like one. I need yeah. that. I, yeah. It's uh, you it's have cool. to humble yourself. Um, yeah. And I think yeah, when it comes to a Maori, I definitely put a lot more weight on it. Mm. Um, and yeah, and, and in some cases, it really has grown me. Like it's made me question. Like actually, yeah, am, am I doing this tika? Like is that? Am I doing it? Am I honouring my tupuna by doing this, yeah. or am I doing this the right way, or going about it the right way? And yeah, so sometimes I need it. I need a kind yeah. of a a wake-up call or even a slap in the face. But it can still be done nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that like to the nice aunties slap. at the morai. No. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a nice slap, please, auntie. Yeah. No, you do well, though. I know the mahi that we've worked on together, like bringing kāri Māori to life. We had a few little hiccups along the way. Hmm. Um, but the cool thing about it was that we had each other, I guess, to chat to about it and yeah, figure out how we were going to deal with things and make sure we did at least did our best or genuine and so yeah and that's all you can do right yeah so I mean all of this <laughs> we're talking about all the different things like you started off doing greeting cards and then it's grown into my more creative what it is today did you ever think you were going to be such a huge influencer on on the Instagram <laughs> no not that at was all. your real dream eh <laughs> I was actually really against what just social media in general yeah. like and I'm just like I still, I just real cringe. At oh, I don't, oh, I shouldn't probably just say. What kind of word is real cringe? Cringe. Yeah, real cringe. Is, real that, cringe. is that colloquial? Oh, no, that's like next level. So like perpendicular to colloquial. Kind of like chowder, eh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something yeah, like, like that. Disapproval <laughs> <laughs> from the sides there. No, we were going. So, like, I guess where I was going to go with this is where, like, was there a moment when you thought, I'm going to be an Instagram star? No. Like, how did it happen that? Because you got, I don't even know how many followers you got now. I don't know if it means anything to you or whatever, but you've been able to build a good audience through Instagram to help you empower people on their real journey Hmm. and stuff like that. But, because I want to dig into that a little bit more because I feel like it's super. You know, it's super topical now for people that are trying to run a business or build a movement or mm. influence change is, is to build an audience that yeah. can yeah. that they can engage with and that that will um I don't know, help them sell products, help them get their co across. Yeah. How did it happen for you? Uh Is there any like 'cause I feel like there was a season maybe through lockdown or something, it was after we'd met you anyway and then you yeah, just started. It was to as soon as I started using reels actually. On Instagram, so when to actually to be honest, it was when I started showing my face more because yeah. I was so against. Like I was real fucking mad about it, which you would like. A lot of people like, hey, whatever. Like but you're really, you're full camera. on clown, <laughs> eh? Well, deep down, I am, <laughs> but I just didn't show that side because I was like, this is a business. You have to be really professional, mm. you know, like colloquial. <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah. It, honestly, once I started showing my face and, and not forcing it, it was just. Me just being me and being genuine and sticking, like, staying true to my kaupapa still. Like, I didn't mm. stray at all. It was always back to my kaupapa. Um, that's when it really took off. Yeah. Yeah. So people just wanted to see this. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. No, and but it was... So then, like, how long did it take you to notice that that was the, sh- the thing that... Oh, it was pretty fast. Like, it was pretty crazy, the growth I got, was even just within, like, three months. Mm. But I was pretty consistent, so I, I think, I don't know, I just kind of set a challenge for myself. Like, okay, I, can, I need to just give this real thing a go. I was really against it because I was, like, I'd seen real cringe ones. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's just so cheesy, though. Like, I don't want to be Why did you want to give it a go, though? Like, what drove oh, well, you into that? Because Instagram and just the world of social media 
it's ever evolving. Mm. And it got to a point where I was like, yo, what's up? Like my posts weren't getting a scene. I just felt like I was kind of just disappearing into nothing. Mm. Even though I was doing exactly what I was doing before and it was working well, Instagram changed. And I don't know how or what, but I was told that Reels was the future and I was like, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, so I just, I was like, well, if I don't at least give it a go, I could just, I could be left behind. And uh, and we can't afford that as small business owners. Like we have to try whatever we can mm. to still just, you know, keep running like a business and, and be out there and be seen and be found by people. So I was like, what the heck, I'll just give it a go. And so that's really what pushed me was I, I noticed a big shift in engagement on my Instagram. And I was yeah. like, well, how can I change that? Yeah. And it, yeah, it was a massive a massive shift yeah yeah that time and then so you just went all in on reels well yeah and then I found out it was actually quite fun <laughs> <laughs> but it, well the, yeah the ones I make I, I really enjoy like mm. I just I like to inject humor into things and I think because I enjoy watching you know humorous quirky stuff and and I quite like pairing or the challenge of pairing that with pretty serious kaupapa sometimes yeah like I think when you merge the two it, you can actually have a really interesting outcome and and, yeah. and especially when you're putting it in front of people they'll have a little giggle and they're like oh wait like oh that's pretty deep mm. but it makes them think and it gets their attention and it, it actually starts this conversation and that's what I really enjoyed yeah or still enjoy yeah yeah I know because I know you've put some really like emotional stuff on there too eh? which has resonated with people yeah really yeah well. so it's it's honestly I think people just connected with a lot of what I was sharing. And a lot of it I just share is just my journey of, of Wahine Māori yeah. learning her reo, yeah. you know. And it, that's there's not much to it really, but there's so many people going on that same journey. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah I get that. Too, right? Or like realising how many people are on the same boat, yeah. on the same waka, experiencing the same, you know, roller coaster ride of emotions and... And yeah, it's it's just kind of putting it out there and yeah. making it normal. Like, yeah, you're not the only one. You're not alone. Mm. It's okay to feel those emotions. Yeah. You'll get it. That kiakaha. Yeah, it's all worth it. Yeah, I love that. Eh? and it all feeds into your kaipapa of empowering people in your journey in such mm. a really like easy and practical way. Um, but you're you're such a hard case. You come up with some pretty cool like creative ideas. I don't know how many. Of them you borrow off someone else and how many of them are original. Um, and then your acting's pretty good as well. <laughs> I know, I've had a lot of people comment. I mean, comment. you might not be an Oscar, but... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, I've had people like, you should be on Māori television. And I'm like, nah. Like I'd, it's funny because I don't it's mind being behind... my room yeah, with my phone. <laughs> I don't mind being behind my own camera. As soon as another camera is put in front of me, I'm like... <laughs> like, it's yeah, it's just me being a dork. By myself, yeah, and I'm okay with that. But yeah, I yeah. don't think I'd really enjoy it in any other capacity because yeah. there's all that extra pressure, yeah, of like lights, camera, action. Whereas I just do it when I feel like it, or when I'm in the mood, or when an idea strikes. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, and just yeah. do it. So I want to talk about this like concept that I mean I've been looking into it a bit lately, but um, I guess when it comes to marketing and using social media for your marketing, um, but how you essentially for your business build a content machine mm. do you know what I mean when I say that content machine so you, do you mean like just pumping out yeah essentially and they get come at like all different sizes like you know MediaWorks is a multi-million dollar content machine who have all of these channels but like every individual brand has the potential to create its own little content machine um it's just kind of a crude way of putting it but I guess like to unpack it from you like how do you use content like practically how does it work for you and the way that you run your business but then also the way that you do think about your content post your content mm. all that sort of stuff how does the little give us a little sneak peek into the my more content machine oh content machine maybe start from like planning yeah through to creating through to posting through the yeah well i think engaging um, with your audience initially it was it was literally, literally just me kind of winging it like well, I mean, sometimes you just, you have a, you do things and you have a system without even realising. So now yeah, yeah. I've actually managed, I actually sat down the other the other week and I was like, I need to write out like the process that I go through or yeah, how, especially in terms of what I post on social media, like 
I there is a pattern mm. that I naturally follow, but it's I've never had really had to explain it to anyone because I'm yeah, like, well, yeah. it's just me that does it. So I just make reels. Duh. Yeah, but there's actually there is a bit of a method to it that I've figured out. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's basically I just have a few things on cycle, so I'll always have like I'll do a post on a product, so it might be like a a photo or a feature of a product. So I'll weave that in somewhere, and then I'll have like reviews. I'll share reviews that I've had from other people, and that's I find that really key for other customers to be like, oh yeah, this person loved it too. Mm. Um, and then a reel, and my reels, I always I've figured out that I always kind of put it around. Is it? It's either entertaining, educational, empowering. I think it was those three cope up. Like it kind of had to fit those three. Yeah. Based off Te Reo Māori. Or entertaining, or educational, yeah. empowering. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And that, uh, yeah, I kind of, I was, this is me backtracking. So I'm like, I already did this, but yeah. this is me putting it into words and yeah, yeah. as a list, I guess. So that that's what I do with my reels. And, and now recently I've been sharing a lot um of like Atamariki who, who are starting to learn, like speak Te Reo Māori. Um, and a lot of people have yeah, loved just watching those small snippets. So that falls under the educational content um and what else yeah it kind of just revolves around that so i just keep switching and changing and weaving it so that it kind of balances out yeah uh, yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> that's <laughs> about it like i love how you make it so like yeah i think you're really clever at content i mean i personally like to like to watch how different brands do their content and mm. look for i guess yeah just different trends but not even just trends, or like more, I'm always looking at how it relates to business, I guess. Mm. But there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, because how would like you guys say you do it for your property? Can I ask you one more question and then we'll do it? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> because one thing I've noticed with you, this is where I was getting with that, is um, like, let's take, for example, your tea towels. Mm. So the end result was sale of your tea towels, right? Mm. But it goes all the way back to... You sharing your favourite fried bread recipe? Is that where it started? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yep. And how, like, what I've loved about your content is how you can take a simple thing like yummy fried bread, mm. and this is what I could say looking in, and you can correct me, and then all of a sudden people were getting into it, and then did someone ask you for the recipe or something? Yep, yep, they're like, got to share it, it so I shared it. it. more than you made it flasher. It was, it it was probably the most organic product launch I've, I've ever done. Because yeah. I didn't, I didn't sit down in my office and be like, "How can I sell tea towels and sell it really well?" Like it, yeah, it, it didn't. That's why I wasn't think planned. <laughs> your content machine is so good because you you pick up on what's going on. Yeah, I like to read the room. Yeah, and I like to feed off, yeah, my followers and what they're asking for. Yeah. and that that's the perfect example of how it just kind of happened and was so successful without even me trying like I wasn't pushing it it just yeah. kind of the timing was right too like I shared the recipe over lockdown when everyone wants to eat kai and make kai yeah. so that I, I didn't plan that it just happened to be yeah. I was sharing it and then yeah people wanted the recipe and someone a follower suggested making a tea towel I was like oh yeah I might be onto something and I did it and so it's literally just been me kind of you know following all these doors that have just been like opening up. yeah so I haven't that one I didn't have to force anything. And it was the funnest and, like, yeah. the best, most exciting product launch to be a part of. Because I was like, I felt like everyone was on the journey with yeah, me. It wasn't yeah. just me being like, hey, I made this, buy it, buy it. Like, it, yeah, people just wanted it. Yeah. That's so cool, though. I love that. And I think um, there was this, you know Gary V? Who? Gary V. Gary <laughs> Perpendicular. Um Gary V, he's an American um, business owner anyway, and he does a lot of content about content. Mm. But he was saying that a lot of people get stuck spending so much mon of time and effort in the pre-production of your content mm. and then thinking that when you post it up, that's the end. Yep. But actually that's just the beginning. Mm. And it's been able to then from there look at how are people responding, what are yeah. they saying, yeah. what's coming back from that, and engaging in that process afterwards is actually that's the real work. Mm. And I think that's a perfect example of that happening. We didn't get caught up right at the start. Like you said, oh, I need to make a tea towel yeah. and I'm going to put a fried bread recipe on it. Nah, you shared something you're into. You shared 
500 things it went to and this one took off and yeah. you ran with it. Yeah. And I reckon, even though you're saying like it's organic and it's natural, I think it's actually something really important for people to learn if they really want to use this, use content marketing as part of their, yeah. their strategy. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, every business in a sense, you know, it's always, it's user focused, right? Mm. So whether it's product based or service based, you are creating a product or a service to serve people mm. in general. Yeah. And, yeah, if you're not bringing it back to how can you, you know, create the best product or serve a certain need or fill a niche, then it, it, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah. So I think that's what I've definitely learned is, like, listen to the people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, go with the flow. Like, my whole business has just been going with the flow a lot of the time. And saying yes to the right things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Do you want me to answer your question now? Yeah. What did I ask you? Oh, content machine. Yeah. How'd you get so beautiful? I think you asked. I don't know if I did not understand you, baboon. <laughs> How does our content machine work? I'm just looking at some of our amazing creators over here. Yeah, because um, you guys definitely have a system. Yeah. But... And on a, I feel like I feel like I can speak for the whole team that we're still trying to figure it out. Um, I think for me, one thing that I push all the time is just consistency. Yeah. Um, more than anything, um, our team of creatives are genuinely super talented. Uh, what comes with talented creatives, though, is perfectionism mm. um, and procrastination, which are are traits of creatives. I don't think that those are negatives at all. They just come with it. Mm. And so for me, I've always pushed, along with myself, before we had a content team, it was me. I just did it all myself mm. in the earlier days. Um, but it was just about being consistent, yeah. consistently putting something out um, that aligns with your message. I think because we do so much here in Ngahiri, yeah. we've always struggled with, or I've always struggled with a consistent message yeah. or one clear message. We don't have just one thing that we're trying to do. So that's yeah. an ongoing challenge for us. Um, and we just, for me, I just, like I said, consistency is the main thing. Don't get too caught up on having things perfect, getting everything right. Our team terrible at spelling. <laughs> and generally we do is just mock each other. Now Phil has to shout us coffees now. <laughs> We'll have a bet on how many spelling mistakes is kind of where we're at with it. But just being okay with stuff like that and not overthinking it in that yeah. space. Um, but we're um, really trying to push this whole idea of having like larger pieces of content. For example, say we'll do this podcast with you and then out of it there'll be all these amazing things that we would have said and the, the girls might pull out some quotes or some little snippets mm. that are um, educational or inspirational. Um, I know in the early days with Fia and I were trying to figure out, because we didn't have one key message, we thought, well, let's at least have a few key um, emotions mm. or uh, I think emotions is the right word or how we, how do we want people to feel yep. when they engage with our content. And we wanted them to feel inspired and then we wanted them to feel entertained. So we're like, let's just roll with that for now. Yep. That's a good place to start. Well, and it's I really good like to narrow it down, isn't it? Otherwise, yeah. you just got this big sea of options. Yeah. And you don't really know where to start. Yeah, exactly. And so from there, we just we just kind of go for it after that. We have campaigns that we run that are more focused towards e-commerce sales for Kone. Yeah. Um, with Ngahere, we're all just about documenting our journey. And the cool thing, like today, is we have this video from two years ago, because I don't know if you know, it's two years since we went into lockdown, the first lockdown oh. today. And so we have this video that we created that over those days from two years ago. So we've kind of documented everything that we've done and yep. just used it as content. But um, yeah, yeah I love watching your like. I love how you share a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, I enjoy watching that kind of content, and I, yeah. I think a lot of other people do too, because mm. it just shows the like the human side of things. Yeah, and the stuff that goes on in the background that is actually key to making everything run. Yeah, I think so. And then with our other like we have. Tukua program and that's more around teaching business and entrepreneurial skills to people in different categories and whatever different types of programs but that has more educational and a little bit of notice boardy like here's a workshop coming up yeah. things like that so yeah we have a few criteria around our different brands that we have um, but yeah this whole idea of having larger pieces of content that then break down into smaller pieces of content that can continue to 
to feed your your feed, huh? That's a pretty full time job feed. though. Like just keeping We've got consistent. three full timers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean I've definitely noticed that it's it takes up a lot of time planning all that stuff. Yeah. It does. It, well. it does. And you're right, a lot of time of a lot of it is planning, meetings, scheduling stuff out, looking ahead. Because um, on top of that, our team our team do all the marketing and the, the branding and stuff for everything we yeah. do. So you got a pretty amazing team there. Yeah, they're freaking cool, man. <laughs> Make me look good anyway. <laughs> How are we going for time, guys? Good. Pretty perpendicular. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you one more question, and then you can you can hit me with anything that you've got. But um, we you said something when we were just chatting about this podcast about being comfortable with the uncomfortable mm. and that that's something that's relevant for you right now. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, well, even just saying it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but it's just like I think being a, being a business owner, if you're in a position where you're just you feel content and you feel in your comfort zone 100%, you're not doing enough, mm. you know? Like I actually feel like if I've ever gotten to that place, I'm like, something's wrong. <laughs> um, or if something could be better, or I could be doing this better, or I could be taking it to this level. Um, but it, it does mean, yeah, being uncomfortable in some situations. Mm. And you have to be okay with that. And I'm still learning <laughs> that. Because um, I like being comfortable. Yeah. I, I'm a very comfort person. And... I really dislike being pushed out of my comfort zone sometimes. Like, doing reels was really out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like, hugely. Um, but I did it. And now I do it all the time. And, I, and it's kind of just become the norm. And to the point where I'm comfortable doing them. Mm. So now I'm like, well, what's the next thing? Yeah. And you kind of, you can get, it's good to get into a place where you just, you actually hunt out the uncomfortable yeah. situation, but making sure they're the right uncomfortable situation. So right now, are you hunting or are you uncomfortable? Mm. Oh, that's a good Not part, uncomfortable though. from our big Kai, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably in the hunting, actually. Well, I'm in a season where I know I'm probably about to be in the uncomfortable. So it's kind of preparing for that yeah. season of growth. Yeah. Which scares me, but yeah. it has to happen and I have to make some big decisions. I hate making decisions. Yeah. Like that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm probably in, in the in the middle. How big do you want to grow? Uh my more. What's the what do you see? Well that's the thing. Like I'd I never I don't ever wanna become massive. Like that's never been my goal. But I I know it needs to be more than just me. If I yeah. If I want to keep making products and yeah. getting resources out there. I can't do that by myself. Yeah. Not to the scale I want anyways. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe realistically hiring two to three staff max, like I'd be pretty happy with that. And I yeah, cool. wouldn't really want to go much bigger. I mean, maybe when the time comes, I might change my mind and be like, yeah. actually, I'm ready to move up. But for now, like that, that seems That's big enough. enough yeah. 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 But I mean, at the end of the day, just hurry up and hire two or three more people, <laughs> man. I, sh- I really uncomfortable. Do. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's this year's plan actually. But yeah, that's a, a really uncomfortable position because I'm like, I have to find the right person. Yeah, and I'm the one making the calls. Like it's all on me. Yeah, I can't be like, oh, babe, can you hire that? Like it's me, and it's decisions that make you responsible for other people, and yeah. that's like, oh. Whereas I when it's just me, resonate with that. Like when we set up, I've been in business by myself for just over two years, two to three years. I can't even remember now. Before we set up Ngahere, and Ngahere was the first time where right off the bat we were hiring staff. Mm. Like I, I didn't even hire staff in my previous business, so we were hiring and we were hiring three staff straight away, as well as myself. Yeah, that's pretty big. Taking on a lease, and taking on all these deliverables that we had to deliver on. Um, and f- and out of everything that we were doing, there were so many things that were out of my comfort zone. The th- only thing that terrified me was taking on staff. Mm. And I think there was something about, like, promising someone that you could essentially give them what they need to provide for their whanau yep. and, and do that consistently. 
that just freaked me out. Yeah, it's like, huge. Yeah. So how do you feel now being in business for however long you've been now, like yeah. with all your experience? Does that freak you out in the least bit or is it just kind of just like another day? I definitely, I definitely feel way more confident. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say the fear's 100% gone, but I guess I know now how to calculate it. Yeah. It's yeah. probably like a healthy fear, if anything. Yeah. It's like... You, d- you still want to make sure you're getting push, the right person. Yeah, we still push beyond our capacity with hiring. Mm. So we've always been, I, mean, I have a big appetite for risk when it comes to business. I don't let, I don't let the, the fears and the potential for things to go wrong stop me. Mm. Um, which not everyone's like that, and I've, I've learned that as I go along mm. and that I do make some so decisions. So you're always on the hunt for the uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I live there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always living there. Um, but I know a lot of people tell me that. Um, that that's not wise, mm. but that's all good. That's their opinion, um, and it might not be wise. But I think I like to lead. Like I've got to where I am from nothing with nothing, mm. and I'm going to keep going based on how I got there, not yeah, how yeah. everyone else got to where they are. What well, do you and feel like the way you've done things so far has ever led you completely astray? Though, like, do you ever feel like uh, yeah? Well, there you go. And that's the thing I think when you align to your own compass. Mm your own values, your own drive. People will always have opinions um, and outspoken people will share them with you. Especially the ones that aren't actually doing anything relevant to your group, but have no idea what you're doing. Take it upon themselves, (laughs) yeah. But so even now, like we're in a hiring season at the moment um, and again, we're taking another step and pushing beyond. Mm. Like we don't have that money in the bank right now, but we're confident in our abilities we're confident in our team, we're confident in our brand that we can. Uh-huh. Um, and we don't stretch it so far that it's ridiculous, but we stretch it far enough that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and you might lose a few nights sleep on it. Not me anymore, that's Mel's. <laughs> <laughs> and you straight up, peacefully now. first week on, on the job as CEO, she was already waking <laughs> up with problems on her mind, and I was like, mate, I had a mean sleep. <laughs> but yeah, so you do pay a yeah. price for living in that in yeah. that kind of... Zone. Definitely, and I think, like I said earlier, I'm burnt out now, and I think mm. that is part of it. Yep. Um, and I wouldn't change it. Mm. Like I feel like it's, I feel like I've just had to do that to get to where we are today. I've had yeah. to push and push and push and and push. Um, but now it's nice to be able to go. Okay, someone else is doing. I'm yeah. just gonna. I'll be on the bench eating <laughs> oranges. Uh, I'll support you from um, here. Yeah, I'll be back soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, HR, if it does. Yeah, it does freak me out though. Yeah, but when you have good people, and we were telling you story, cool stories today about Jazz Hands Josh, other things that haven't worked out for us, but yeah. at the same time, you know, we have cool people like Kooky Pookie. <laughs> Do you remember all your, have nicknames? Remember your, no, that was Josh's um, poem to you, eh? You little bit kooky. <laughs> but no, we have an amazing team. We have a lot of women, a lot of all our team is wahine. Um, I think for Mel and I, it's always been a dream of ours to be able to invest in wahine. Mm. Um, and I think we've naturally seen that become our area of influence. Yep. Um, yeah, naturally too, not even intentionally. But maybe intentionally, maybe just because we live it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been intentional, so but probably you just don't realise. Yeah, well. exactly. Well, I mean, even, I guess, going off the whole values-based thing, I had a lot of, like, e-commerce sites approach me before Kone asking if I want to have my products on the site blah blah and I could have said yes to, to all of them if I wanted but you Kone was the first one that I looked at and I was like oh who are these fellas nah, yeah, <laughs> I don't no no but I looked at it eggs. did a bit of research and I don't know I just knew we are our values aligned mm. and this was even before meeting you yeah, but uh, wha- when I did meet you guys, I think that was when we had the interview, and you guys came down yes, to Tauranga. That's right, and I you made like, us some scones. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just was like, wow. Yeah, I'm so glad I said yes to these people because you you guys walk the talk. You know, mm. like you don't just say we support small businesses. Yeah. You you do that. Yeah. Um, and that's you live and breathe it, and it was so evident even just, you know, having that corridor with you. And then just walking along, I mean, that was, was that after the first lockdown? When was that? Yeah, it would have been, because the first lockdown was when we set up Kone. And then yeah. So through once we were free. Yeah, so maybe a year and a half ago, was yeah. it? Yeah. So since then, 
it's just been really cool to journey with you guys and like doing the collab. There was no hesitation because yeah, I'd yeah. already known how you guys worked as a as a company, and just your your culture and your workplace. I'm like, yeah, I want to align with that. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's really key as a values based business to align with other businesses that are on the same wavelength, on the same page. Mm. And it doesn't have to be in every single aspect, but you you have to have that alignment. Otherwise, it's just it's gonna well not work out or just be forced. Mm. Yeah, totally. So I just yeah. want to honor you guys. Yeah, for oh, the mahi you. that you do. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for sticking with us as we learn our oh, way through it. I think also I love that you guys just have a sense of humor. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just I just hate when everything's so serious all the time. You just I have to have the a good time laugh. you go to me. It's like I'm working with teenagers or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I you like, do, do you act want like another children. filter on your nose? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we need that. I mean, especially, especially growing up, like with you know, in the Maori whānau, where humor is just key. Yeah, like that's yeah. just how we live. Mm. And sometimes there's too much humor. And you're like, actually, you need to be serious now. Yeah, but. I don't know. I just feel like if you don't have it, it's just so boring. Yes, it's so um, true. So it was really refreshing, yeah, just being surrounded by people that can be serious but yeah. have a good laugh at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that's so us. That's <laughs> us to the TA. Work hard, play hard. We love that. Oh, choice. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? No. Just say you guys are awesome. Yeah, you're awesome too. <laughs> and I think that, like what you were nailing on too, like that has always been like talking about things like HR collaborations projects that we work on it's always for for us and for me I always check like one of the very first questions what are your values mm. um, and pretty quickly you can tell from people if they're even worth your time mm. to be honest and not disrespectfully but knowing that it's not going to go anywhere because our values are not going to align yeah. and that's that's a make or break for me yeah um, so I love I love it. I love having values based business. It actually makes decision making really easy when yeah. you've got clear ones, eh? Yeah. Because you're like, doesn't I like? But yeah. It's pretty easy to yeah. say no. Thanks, but off mm. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Choice. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. It was choice. There's heaps yeah. of heaps of little bits of gold that you've dropped in there for us. So all the best on your hiding or back home and all the new product drops you got coming up. Yeah, stay tuned. Yes, hard out. So you heard it first here on how Aroha does your content machine. And she might need some people to work for her, so I hit her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not all at once. <laughs> all right, kakite kare. Kakite.